0: Over the period of advent uh, the four or five weeks leading up to Christmas up to yesterday, uh, we reflected on on many aspects of of the, of the of the season as it were uh, and you know for many people, when Christmas is over, everybody says now what what now? what do we do next uh, because Christmas is gone, you know you all went to bed last night and Christmas was done, uh, so what now and so we decided when we put this preaching thing together that that, I, that we would focus on Jesus's dedication uh, today, uh, because if you, send, if you think about it, you know we celebrated uh, the birth of Jesus at all the, the aspects of his birth, but but that was just you know the first kind of 24 hours. What next? What happens? And if you think about it, the life of Jesus was a prelude and a commitment by God to dedicate his people to being with him. And he sends Jesus to, to bring the message to us. And so over the period of Advent, we've dealt with the birth of Jesus and the implications of, of the birth of Jesus uh, for our lives. But now, what about today? You know, Christmas is gone. Now what? What? You know, do, Have we stopped to think? Because if you think about it, the Jesus story is about a, a few hours, if you like, of his birth. But what about the whole story of Jesus? What about the commitment that God makes to his people, the dedication of his son to be our savior, not just for today, for Christmas Day or whenever, but for always? So, that it's a part of the continuation, the continuing story of Jesus and God's commitment, not just to Him, but to us, to you and me. In a sense, we are part of the dedication of Christmas, of God's dedication to us. What are the implications of Christmas? Did we sort of go to bed last night and say, oh, well, ho hum, hum, that's Christmas? Because, in a sense, the challenge is can we put Christmas into our lives? For today, for tomorrow, for, for the whole of this coming year. Because, because the dedication of Jesus was to, or his dedication was to us. For us to live lives that would be a blessing, not only to ourselves, but to the folk around us. We all know, don't we, what Christmas is about. Christmas is about Jesus' birth and all the things that, that were around that. But let me ask a very personal question. How does Jesus' birth and death and resurrection, because it's all one story, folks. The story of Jesus didn't start and end yesterday. The story of Jesus is his life and his death and his resurrection and his commitment, his dedication to your life and mine, to lead us, guide us, be with us through the rough and the smooth of life itself. If you were at the service yesterday, we didn't leave Jesus at the door when we left. He's here, he's with us, he will always be. So how does the the Christmas story impact on my life, on your life? In reality it's about Jesus's dedication God's dedication to your life and my life your well-being and my well-being you see we can't separate any aspects of the Jesus story it's all one story and we dealt with that over the five weeks leading up to Christmas but but on this boxing day let's let's reflect a little on on his commitment and his dedication to going with us back into our world, because we can't separate any aspects of the Jesus story. It's all one story. The author Lewis Smeed uh, wrote this: commitment and or dedication creates small islands of security in oceans of insecurity. They give us the only human basis for trusting each other. Hello? Commitment and dedication, the only human basis for trusting each other, for counting on each other. Commitment or dedication to Jesus Christ is the invisible fiber that binds a collection of individuals into a caring community A large one or a small one. Not my words. Lewis Smeads. Everything depends on on the community, on the family. Everything depends on God's dedication to us and our dedication to one another, to, to carrying the story with us, if you like. It's the invisible fiber that binds us, a collection of individuals, into a caring community. Everything depends on, on dedication, on commitment. From a family reunion to a concord of nations. If only we could get that right. From calling a community meeting to founding a nation. Not to mention marriage and friendships. Large ones or small ones. Everything depends on it. From family reunions Two nations. And Jesus' birth starts the process whereby God sends his son, dedicates his son in a sense, to live a life that will resonate through the decades, through the centuries, forever. Because he knows that we cannot survive or preserve our humanity without dedicating ourselves to him First. And then making and keeping some commitments and dedicating ourselves uh, to being his people. If you think about it and if you reflect on it, every year our society sinks a little deeper into the bog of broken commitments to spouses, to children. Commitments to friendships are broken. Commitments to civil authorities are broken. Commitments to churches are broken. Record numbers of people are living together. And I'm not criticizing, I'm just making a statement. And they face the challenges of dedication and commitment to marriage. Record numbers of children born out of wedlock. Record numbers of people drifting in and out of jobs. And especially at this time, it's just sad that so many people are losing jobs and so on. And we're a generation of people who want to keep our options open, to be non-joiners, to be commitment-free. A generation that gets angry when people like me talk about commitment and dedication because it kind of scratches a bit, doesn't it? We don't like to be reminded about things like this. We don't want to be committed. We don't want to be dedicated. Leave me alone. Just let me live my little life in in my lockdown. I mean, we should be experts on that now. There are four clear statements about God's dedication to us. God is, by nature, totally committed to us, by nature, that's what Jesus came to do. That's what we celebrated yesterday. That God is committed to us to show us what dedication and commitment really meant because that cost him his life. God expects us expects us to be commitment makers, to just be committed to whatever it is that, that we need to commit to. Because when we fail, we wound God's heart. He's... Gets a little sad when we just forget, I guess is the right word. But lives of dedication just delight God's heart. God said, This is my son with whom I am well pleased. Isn't Jesus the epitome of dedication? Because you see, God is a commitment maker. In scripture, read scripture, God is constantly making commitments to his people. Abraham, I will make you a great nation. God kept that one. David, you will lead my people into a golden era. God kept that one. Solomon, the privilege of building a temple. He kept that one. Mary and Joseph, God promised that Jesus would be born to Mary. He kept that one. Jesus' life and death and resurrection would be enough to make salvation available to everyone. And that's us. Kept that one. Made a commitment to the church that their church would not die but rather be the launching pad of love around the world. Keeping that one. And the fact that we're here today is evidence that Jesus is still keeping his word. He's still committed to us. That's why you're here, folks. Anybody who comes to church on Boxing Day is committed. Committed. And I don't want to challenge the folk who are not here. But you know what I'm saying? It's so easy sometimes to just, ah, we'll go next week or whatever. And when I think of all this, I have a kind of a peace, a serenity that tells me that God is committed to me. And he showed me that in Jesus. And I want to hang on to that. I want to hang on to that. How about you? Remember Romans 8.31. If God is for me, who can be against me? Wasn't that a commitment that God makes? I will be your God and you will be my people. He's never broken that commitment that he made. And I think that God calls us his people to be dedicated just like Jesus. He calls us into the world, and when we respond, he calls us to clear some things up in our lives and then to make some changes. Here are some of them Seek first the kingdom of God, and the rest will be added to you. In other words, be committed to me, says God, and everything will flow out of that. You are the salt of the earth. Can we be committed never to losing the saltiness of our commitment? You are the light of the world. Does our light shine? Are we committed to shining the light of Christ into a dark, dark world? In essence, God is calling us to just keep our commitments, to just be dedicated to that. Because you see, sadly, uh, when we forget That wounds God's heart. Some of the most wounded people I know are people who have been betrayed by someone who promised to be a loving, caring, faithful spouse, friend, parent, whatever. Marriages of who knows how many years collapse when commitments are forgotten alcoholic parents who make endless promises and never keep them. Promises to tell the truth, change your lifestyle, be faithful, go in another direction. When these sorts of promises are made and broken, it breaks God's heart. And he's calling us to to just be committed, dedicated to him. A colleague of mine was at a banquet recently and a woman sitting next to him told him that her husband of 25 years had come home and told her that he had two things to say. First, that he had had multiple affairs through the course of their marriage and that he was divorcing her for another woman. Secondly, that he'd made investments without her knowledge and they'd gone sour and they were officially bankrupt. She said to me, in the space of 30 days, After 25 years of trusting this man, I was officially divorced and bankrupt. Where's the dedication? Where's the dedication? And she said this, in spite of being a Christian, I don't think I will ever fully recover from this. And that's the bit that makes me weep. That's the bit that makes me weep. And it makes God weep. Some of the most wounded people on earth are people who have had their trust betrayed. Remember when Peter denied Jesus three times? The Bible says Jesus looked at him. Didn't say a word, just looked at him. I wonder how God is looking at me. I wonder how God is looking at you. With respect. The good news, of course, and there is, is that there is always grace. And in a sense, that's the celebration of Christmas. The celebration of grace. A grace that forgives and a grace that loves. A grace that Jesus brings into our lives. A commitment that Jesus makes to die for us. That's commitment. That's dedication. That's God at work saying, I will Be with you to the very end. And so because of that, I think that keeping commitments, staying dedicated, if you like, delights God's heart. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. Jesus was dedicated to just doing the will of his father. You know, in the States they have this thing called a, a Hall of Fame. It's a big deal in the States. They have a Hall of Fame for baseball, basketball, football, bowling, golf, whatever. Uh, they even have a Hall of Fame for those who are daredevils. But let's not go down that road. Do you know what the biblical, where the Biblical Hall of Fame is? The Biblical Hall of Fame is in Hebrews 11. Because in Hebrews 11 speaks about God's commitment and keeping them to Abel, to Enoch, to Noah, to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob, to Sarah, to Moses, the people of Israel at the Passover, to Rahab the prostitute, to Gideon, to Barak, to Samson, to David, to the people of Amsini. That list is still partial. You see, many of the people on the list... Or many of the people are not superstars. I don't consider myself to be a superstar. But I know I'm a child of God. And I know that he's committed to me. And I know that you know you're a child of God. And that God is committed to you. And that really is the story of Boxing Day. God is committed to you. He's committed to me. And he'll do whatever it takes to help us see that and understand it. There's still room for us on the list. Your life could be one of the stories that gets told about what it means to be committed. We may never achieve the Hall of Fame, but our dedicated lives can delight the heart of God. Uh, we've got a fire starting. <laughs> He's a fireman as well. That list that I read you is still partial. Many of the people on that list are not, or were not, just faithful and committed, but they became. But they became. And you know what? Our lives could be one of the stories. Our lives could be one of the stories of commitment. We may never achieve fame and fortune. But our dedicated lives can delight the heart of God. God doesn't necessarily just celebrate our victories. He celebrates our faithfulness. He celebrates our commitment. And that really was the example of Jesus. We could end up making uh, the commitment hall of fame in God's hall of fame. All we've got to do is open our hearts. Because you see, in a sense, Christmas, the message of Christmas, is a message that says, come, come, just come. Put your hand in my hand. Just take my hand and I'll go with you. Just dedicate yourself to walking with me. Because I'm totally committed to you. And see what happens. See what happens. Can we make commitment? Can we make dedication to God real in our lives this year? And then we will celebrate life in all its fullness. Thanks be to God for his word to us this morning. Amen.